0: familiar psalm very very familiar more than likely and as we get further into it you'll recognize it psalms 84 tonight and i'd like to read the whole psalm together if you would this this is the hymn book of israel the book of psalms it's that hymn book of the old testament and uh, we're going to read one of those hymns, one of those psalms uh, people would sing here in Psalms 84. I, sometimes I read these psalms, and I think, well, I wish I could have heard those those sung. It would have been incredible to hear it, and uh, I, I enjoyed our singing tonight, and I enjoyed some of those songs, but uh, it would be amazing to hear some of these. and. So we won't sing it tonight unless some of you know the tune, all right? But we will read it, okay? And, Brother Anthony, would you like to give it a shot? All right, not really. All right, Psalms 84. All right, here we go. Read with me. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca maketh it well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather been a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he will hold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Lord, I love you and I thank you for the scriptures that we have in our hand this evening. I thank you for this psalm. Lord, I thank you for those that you would use to write it and Lord, obviously, you intended it to have an impact beyond the day in which it was written and beyond your people that would sing it there in the Old Testament. You meant it for something for us today. You said all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So teach us tonight from your word how this scripture applies to us. Feed us from your word. Give us a good evening as we finish out the night in your house. We love you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Probably all of us have used these scriptures at some point or another. For day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in tents of wickedness for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. How many of you ever use that verse right there personally in your life? And no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. It's an incredible passage of scripture. And this Psalm is really written more than likely if you read it by a Levite somewhere around the time of Hezekiah. And uh, what, we, what we gather is, is more than likely after the Assyrians had marched in to begin to take and some of Israel and Judah, and this, this Levite had no doubt fled at one time seeking some refuge, and now he is on his way back. He's on his way back and back to his ministry and back to the tabernacle and back to the temple, and as he's on his way back, he begins to write. He begins to write, every once in a while, I'll find my wife sitting on the edge of the bed, and she's got a little notebook in her hand, and she begins to write, and she'll write one of those songs she enjoys to sing. And I picture this, this Levi along the way, and boy, a song just comes into his heart. And as he begins to, this song comes into his heart, and obviously he begins to write it down, and, and he passes it on, and, and it becomes one of the psalm of Israel, one of the psalms of Israel. I just picture the people of Israel, the congregation of Israel, singing this song together, and boy, it must have meant something in their day, and it certainly means something for us today. The title of the message today, tonight is just this, Make Me a Doorkeeper. What stands out to me is this man, he said, oh, he goes, I would rather be a doorkeeper. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in tents of wickedness. He knew what it was to be away from God. He knew what it was to watch the people of Israel face some of the chastening hand of God by way of the Assyrians, and he said this, oh, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Maybe he was one of those one of those Levites that was in, what had the job of keeping the gates or the entries. In First Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 19, it, or First Chronicles 9 and 19, it speaks of those, of those Levites that had their positions and their assignments in the temple of one being the one who kept the entries. And maybe it was his job to keep the veils of the temple and those entries or the gate on the way in. And his job was assigned to keep those places, that entry point, into the presence of God, just a doorkeeper. Oh, so I long to be back there just a doorkeeper in the tabernacle of God. As you and I know, that holy of holies there in the tabernacle in the temple was that place where God dwelt among his people. Oh, how I long to be just back there in the presence of God, just to be a doorkeeper. I think of how the Lord has called us. I think of how he would speak to us in Matthew chapter 16 as... As soon as he would ask his disciples, whom do men say that I am? And, of course, they would speak up. Some say that you're Jeremiah or, or Elias or one of the prophets. And he said, but whom do ye say that I am? And Peter would speak up, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And the Lord would commend him for it. And then he'd begin to give him some of the teachings on the church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And he would say this, I give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I give it to thee, the keys, the kingdom of heaven. I, I reminded when I read that, that portion of scripture, how God has said in, in John chapter 10, that he is the door, he is the door, but he's given to us the keys. If you will, the Lord is the way into, uh, but there's no other Jesus would say, I'm the way, the truth and life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me, he is the door, but we are the keepers of the door. With the keys in our hand, the opportunity to point someone to the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel, the word of reconciliation, the incredible pre- privilege of pointing others to the door that would provide access into the presence of God. In this passage of scripture, the man said, "I'm just a doorkeeper. I, I desire to just be a doorkeeper before the presence of God. Think of how it applies to us today. There's multiple ways you can apply this passage of scripture, and you can apply it personally, can't you? Aren't you glad? that the Bible says you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The song that was just sung tonight. I I met with him today. Did you meet with him today? To enter into his presence, to read his word, to feel him speaking to your heart, to know that you are the temple of God. And we don't need a a priest. We have a great high priest in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And, friend, if you want to meet with him today, you can meet with him today. Uh, The only thing keeping you from him is you. He's done it all, the temple. And there's so many things that you could sing about the presence of God. And I think they're very applicable. You could put it to, boy, you could, you could make it prophetic in nature. One day we're going to see our Savior face to face. What a day that will be to gather as a church, to gather in his presence. Boy, don't you long to see him one day, to see your Savior? You can add it to the church. I came here today to meet with him corporately, didn't you? To meet with the people of God. But not just to meet with you as much as I enjoy your company, but, but to meet with you as we meet with him, amen? To meet into his presence. And this passage of Scripture, you can, uh, you can apply it to those ways in our life. And I, they're all centered around something, the presence of God. This man said, oh, to be just a doorkeeper again. To be a doorkeeper, that one who says, This way, please. This way, please. This way to the presence of God. This way to his working. Let me show you the way. John the Baptist would say, he's just a voice crying in the wilderness, make straight. What was he saying? I'm just a doorway. This way to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The Christian who holds the gospel in their hand, what are they saying? This way. I'm just a doorkeeper. This way to the Lord Jesus Christ. This way. The psalmist was saying, I I just desire to be a doorkeeper, to be there myself, to experience his working, and to be there as others come into that same presence. Look at what he says about this place. In verse 1, it's a sanctified place. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. It means to be loved. How loved are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Boy, the key word in that verse is thy. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Well, one day my bro- my sons and I, we were, we were goofing off. I don't remember what we were doing. We were just sitting on the couch and got that Zillow app. Anybody have the Zillow app on your, your phone? And so we were looking around and, sa- and Samuel was like, hey, dad, see what the most expensive house you can find on there. Find with the most expensive one, we zoomed it out and went to different places, looked around different places in Columbus and then went to different places in Atlanta and then different places in, in New York City. And I think we found a penthouse for $75 million, $75 million. And we're looking at some of those places and some of them beautiful, some of them I think I don't see what they see in that, all right? But if you were to ask me tonight, Pastor, where would you like to go tonight? to spend your night. Some house in Windsor Park off of Ascot Way. That's where I'm headed tonight. And I like it better than any other place. I don't care how beautiful it is, but there's something special about that place. There's this girl named Hannah Hahn that lives there. There's some kid named Samuel, another one named Audrey, another one named Titus, and another one named Jacqueline, another one named Nathaniel, and it's less about the house. As a matter of fact, when it's empty of them, I really don't enjoy even going back there. Not so much. I'll go they, without them. It's just a place to sleep for me, right? This is a place to sleep. Otherwise, I—it's just all it is. But because of who is there, it is special to me. What is he saying? How amiable are thy tabernacles? It is the place where God dwells. He said, I long to be back there. I want to be a doorkeeper. I want to go to that sanctified place, that set up our place. There are other tabernacles. There are other temples. There are other houses. There are other buildings. And there are other bigger ones, greater ones, more beautiful ones. But that one is where God dwells. See, I think of the song tonight. You say, preacher, what's so special about the end of your couch at come 5, 530 tomorrow morning? What is so special about that place? It is the place where I will meet with God tomorrow. It is a special place. What is so special about this place at at 29 uh, or 29, I forgot the address, 2915 14th Avenue. What is so special about that place? It's where we come to meet with God. It is where we come to meet with God. How amiable, how loved are thy places, are thy tabernacles. There's something special about it. It's a sanctified place. It's a set-apart place. It is the place where God dwells. What is it that makes heaven so special? Is it the streets of gold that you'll walk upon? Is it the pearly gates? Is it a mansion over a hilltop? Those are great things, but those are minor compared to the one who dwells there. One day we'll see him face to face. There's no night there. There's, he is the light of that place, and it is going to be a day to see our Savior. What makes that place so special are the ones that are there, our Savior, our loved ones. Otherwise, it's just another place. Hear the Psalms, the sayings, and he said, What a place it is. Boy, without him, we would be nothing. I think tonight as I look around at all the folks that may be in Columbus, Georgia, haven't been in church today, I think you've missed something special. I think of all the folks that don't know what it is to walk with God, and I will think you're missing something special. Think of all the folks that won't spend eternity with the Lord. You are more than, even more than what you are headed to, what you are missing, the presence of God. You're missing something special. Think of how the Psalms has said, I just want to be a doorkeeper this way, please. This is where he's at. Here is the Lord this way, please. Just a doorkeeper. It's a sanctified place. It's a satisfying place. Verse two, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cryeth out for the living God. The Psalms, this is right, and he said, He's on his way down there. Boy, my my heart longeth. I long for that place. There is some satisfaction that only He can give, that only God can provide. I, I believe this with all of my heart. There is a satisfaction, there is fulfilling that only God can provide. It's been in the heart of every man who came into this world. A world broken by sin and the emptiness that came from not knowing God. And yet he gave his life on Calvary so that we could know him. And there is a satisfaction that only the Lord can provide. Hey, there's a joy in being in this place today, isn't there? If you know the Lord. Love the brethren, right? Something about this place. I enjoy Sunday. Why? There's a satisfaction you only get from being with God's people in God's house friend if you don't have that you might take a look at who's up taking up residence on the inside friend you might look to who's taking up residence on the inside because there is a longing there is a longing he had a longing and, a, and there's a satisfaction in that only the Lord could bring and here's the Psalms as he's writing he said I, I just got to get down there my heart longs for that place I long to be there I long to be a doorkeeper in the house of God I, I long to say this way please I, I long to be in his presence I know there's something that only he can bring and I, and I believe this and I know that this, there is a satisfaction that personally can only come from being in the presence of God you can seek it other places you can pursue it in other places and you will end up empty every single time. The lie of this world is that some material possession has it, some experience has it, some accomplishment has it. And it's such a lie because when you arrive at that place, you find it's only a facade and there's no satisfaction there. And they'll give you another accomplishment that you might find it, another experience that you might have or another possession you might gain. And over and over and over again, only to find that there's a satisfaction they cannot provide that only God can provide personally in our life, corporately in our life. Well, what about that day we see our savior face to face? What a day. The song we sing, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. It will be worth it all. Every trial, every hardship worth it. When he enter into his courts, when we see him face to face, it was a sanctified place. He said, just to be a door keeper. Do you want to see a sanctified place? This way, please. Do you want to find satisfaction? This way, please. This way. Only he has it. I not only, to, not only is it a sanctified place and a satisfying place, but it's a sheltering place. Look at verse 3. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house. And the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Boy, it's a sheltering place. There's a shelter in the time of storm. It is a sheltering place. I think of how the Lord would tell us one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace, love, joy peace. It's a shelter in place. It's not the absence of the storm. It's peace in the presence of a storm. It's knowing this, that God has it all under control. Uh, There's nothing in the world that can provide the shelter that God provides. No money in the account, no accomplishment, no experience can provide for you the safety that God can provide. You can have everything and lose it in a moment. But God is in control. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. There's a shelter. Have you walked with God today? There's a shelter in his presence. You ever carry a worry in your heart? The Bible says don't, right? Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. So he says, there's a peace. There is a shelter that only comes in the tabernacle, in the presence of God, as you walk with him in his house. And one day when we see him. When we see him, I, I like this in, in Revelations, end of Revelation, the Bible says the gates will not be locked. Why? And there's no sin there, friend. If you come to my house tonight, my doors will be locked, right? My doors will be well locked. The dog will be in there waiting, hungry, all right. Someone tries to break in. And if you get past the dog, well, we won't go beyond there, but it won't be pleasant, all right? Because we live in a world. But there is a shelter that only Christ can provide. There is a shelter in his presence in your walk. There's a peace in his house. And one day when we see him face to face and this man said, I just make me a doorkeeper again. This way, it's a sanctified place. This way, it's a sheltering place. This way, we see it. not only is it a a sheltering place and not only is it a satisfying place and a sanctified place, but notice this, it's a singing place. He says in verse 4, they have said, come, let us, or I'm wrong, verse, I'm, in the, I'm in the 83. Here it is, verse 4. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Selah. Pause and think about it. I almost had you pause for a minute while we were reading it. Pause and think about it. It's a rest in the middle of a song. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Boy, the presence of God is a praising place. Enter into his courts with praise, with thanksgiving. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, praise. Over and over again, we're in the middle of the hymnal praise. It is a singing place. Now, I don't know. I enjoyed the songs we're singing today, and some of them I can hit the notes. Some of them I get frustrated that writer just had to do it to us and put it so high that you want to sing it, but you can't sing it, right? But you ever have a song in your heart? Walk with God. And a song is in your heart. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. A song in your heart because you walk with him. To walk away from your walk with God with a song on your lips. It's a praising place. You know why we came here tonight? So we can hear from his words, so we can praise his name, because he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of his praise. You know what's going to happen when we get to heaven? We're going to be able to praise him with perfect voices. <laughs> perfect voices. We'll all, hopefully, be able to hit the notes, all right? I don't know if we'll have perfect voices or flawed ears, and everybody will sound perfect, all right? But... It's going to be great to sing and praise God. The Psalms, this is writing this way. You want a song in your heart? He'll give you a song. You want to sing about your savior? He'll, he'll give you a song to make a joyful noise unto the Lord and to enter into courts of praise. They'll always be praising him in his presence. My friend, you can't spend much time with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and not walk away praising him. You cannot think about his nature. You cannot think about his character. You cannot think about his work and honestly walk away without a praising in your heart and to meet with God and not say, I want to Sing for my Savior. I want to sing about my Lord. I want to praise His name. And I want to lift Him up. And and I hope that even if you came tonight not wanting to sing at somewhere, maybe by the time the choir was done, you wanted to sing and praise your God because we came to worship Him. To praise him, to sing of him. And one day when we get to heaven, friend, you'll be singing. I'll be singing. We'll all be worshiping our God. And not this stuff the world has to sing about, the experience that you shouldn't have, and putting your hopes and dreams and things that fade away, but a song in your heart about an everlasting Savior living for him, serving him, praising him. This way, please. I just want to be a doorkeeper there. I've seen him working. It's a sanctified place. It is a satisfying place. It is a sheltering place. It is a singing place to be into his presence. Could I say this way, please? You ever drive down the road and you pull up next to somebody and your whole car starts shaking or maybe they pull up next to you? I I don't understand it. I really don't get it. I don't understand many of the words coming out of there. And I certainly don't enjoy the experience, all right? Maybe they're getting something different from it in their car, but to me it just seems like a whole lot of rattling. I wish there was a new song in your heart, friend. There's a song a whole lot better. It sounds a whole lot better. It lifts up a better person, it lifts up a greater Lord. It's a whole lot better. It's about Him. There's a song. It is. He says, if I could just get back, how amiable, how loved are thy tabernacles. It's a sanctified place. It is a satisfying place. It is a sheltering place. It is a singing place. It is a strengthening place. Verse five, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart Are the ways of them who passeth through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth with pools. They go from strength to strength, and every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. There is strength in his presence. Verse 6, who passing through the valley of of Baca, and that word there means weeping means weeping that sounds a little odd at first weeping speaks of a tree that weeps it speaks of weeping and yet it says make it a well the rain also filleth with pools a place of weeping and yet there's life there i think of romans 8 28 but all things work together for good to them that love god and that are called according to his purpose hey all things work together for good knowing this God has a purpose in it all. When you go into the presence of God, you are reminded that He has a purpose in everything. In everything. I love those verses, a peace that passeth understanding. I've mentioned it before, but there's a peace that's hard to explain. It passeth understanding. You ever have that peace God gives you? You can't really explain it. The circumstances there, it's hard to explain. But it doesn't just mean that. It means supreme, more superior to understanding. In other words, God gives a peace that is more superior than you understanding why. It is a better peace than God having given all of the answers to you. My kids, they don't, sometimes they ask me crazy questions, but How are you going to pay the electric bill? How are you going to do this? How are you going to put groceries on the table? Don't ask me that very often. Where's it all going to come from? They just understand something. Someone's taking care of it. They don't understand every detail, but they understand someone's taking care of it. When we're entered into his presence, we are reminded, I don't understand it all, but there's someone taking care of it. His name is Jesus. Strength. The man is saying, ah, just to be a doorkeeper again, this way. The Assyrians march because of the wickedness of God's people that God sends his chastening hand this way. Come back. Come back. There is one this way. It's a sanctified place. It is a satisfying place. It is a sheltering place. It is a singing place. Friend, it is a strengthening place into his presence. You need strength this week? It's in his presence. It's in his presence. It's in his house as we gather together as God's people. It's in his presence as you walk with God. Boy, there's something strengthening that happens about this place. But I tell you something, friend, you'll need your personal walk tomorrow. We don't live on Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, do we? You need a meal every day. There's something strengthening about the walk with God. In his presence and in his word. There's a strengthening aspect to it this way. And finally, we see this one. It's a smiling place. Look at verse, all the way down to verse 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. The word blessed means happy. Happy is the man. Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Happy is the man. The miserable Christian is the one who's failed to run to his presence. Miserable Christian is the one separated by sin between them and their God. The relationship broken or strained by sin. It's a relationship that cannot be broken. Once saved, always saved. We know this. But fellowship can sure be strained. This way. Blessed is the man. Happy is the man that trusteth in thee. Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I may not see it all, but I'm trusting in him. And so there is joy in my life knowing he's got it all under control. Joy. This way, please. Here's the man. He's on his way back. We don't know where he went, but, or where he maybe ran to and the Assyrians would march and they would come and then they would recede. And and he would go back. He said, I'm on my way just to be a doorkeeper in the house of my God again, just to keep the entryway, to keep the veil, to keep that gate, that one gate, the rest of the gates, just to be a doorkeeper again to say this way, please. There's no house like this house. There are bigger houses. There are bitty, bigger cities. There are more noble buildings, but nothing like this one, because what, it, what makes it stand out is not the way it looks, but the one who lives within it. Oh, Babylon probably had bigger buildings. And uh, oh, Nineveh, the the capital city of Assyria, had bigger bigger building houses. And yet this place, this one, there was something special about it because it's where God dwelt among his people. It's a sanctified place. It was a set-apart place. It was a satisfying place. Nothing like this one. Nothing like this one a sheltering place, all the storms, yet God is in control, a singing place to spend time in his presence to the point that you decide to praise his name, a strengthening place, a shelter, a smiling place, the joy of the Lord. I hope when you leave here tonight, you're more joyful than when you came in. Because your time in his house with his people in his presence. I hope when you walk away from your word, the word of God tomorrow, as you get up to go about your day, there's more joy in your heart than when you first woke up. And not what's caused by the coffee that you drank, all right? But the walk that you had. There is a joy. That psalmist wrote, just the doorkeeper. This way, please. Ever think about that Christian? A lost world and some Christian. This way, please. This way. There's something more special than anything you're pursuing. It's Him. This way, please. There's something more satisfying than anything you're pursuing in this life. It's Him. This way, please. There's a shelter. I know you're trying to protect yourself against all the things of this world, but there's a shelter that he only he can provide this way, please. You want a song in your heart? Not one that rattles your head, but brings joy to your heart. This way, please. This way, please. This way. You need strength for what lies ahead. This way, please. This way, please. You want a smile on your face? A smile put there by the Savior who lives within? This way, please. Just a doorkeeper. Just a doorkeeper. Lord, I'd like to be a doorkeeper. To say to a lost world and to the Christian, this way, please. A doorkeeper because it's a great place to be a doorkeeper, <laughs> it's a great place to dwell in His presence. Whether it's in your personal walk, whether it's in his house or ultimately friend that day, when we spend all of eternity there, I'd be satisfied with a job of doorkeeper up there, just a doorkeeper this way, please. But in the meantime, friend, you're a doorkeeper. Don't miss out on the blessings of being the doorkeeper of experiencing those things. And don't forget for a moment. As you look outside these walls, you're a doorkeeper. This world needs to hear, this way, please. This way. There is something special about our Savior. He will satisfy your heart. He'll shelter you in times of trouble. He'll bring you a song to your lips. He'll strengthen you in, in in the battles that you'll face, and he'll put a smile on your face. And one day when you see him, it will be worth it all this way please let's pray together lord i love you and i thank you so much for all that you have done for us i thank you for your son who died on the cross and rose again i thank you that we are the temple of the holy ghost or that you have sent your holy spirit to live within us to keep us to seal us under the day of redemption to feed us from your word to fill us with the fruit of the spirit i'm thankful for church tonight This place that we can go that strengthens us, put a song in our heart, a smile on our face, and it's a special place tonight, not because of its address, not because of what it's made out of, but because of what happens here. And, Lord, one day when you call us out of this world and into your presence, what a day that will be. Or let us never forget the blessing of being a doorkeeper, and let us never forget the privilege of pointing others to the Lord and saying, just this way, please. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let me ask you this question. First of all, how many preacher would say, Preacher, I know that I'm saved. I, heaven is my home. That's a, satisfied, that a settled thing for me. There was a moment in my life when I trusted Christ as my Savior. I could give you a Bible reason for why I know I'm on my way to heaven. If that's you, would you raise your hand? as testimony between you and I and the Lord. Thank you. May I put your hand down? And Anybody here tonight say, Preacher, I, I don't know that? Maybe you're sitting here and saying, I don't know that's satisfying. I've never known it. Maybe you would say, I don't know that sanctified feeling, that presence of having God in my heart. Never had that song in my heart. Never had that peace in my heart. I've never had that joy in my life because of his presence. And you would say, preacher, that's not me. But I surely want it to be. I want to know the blessings of having him in my heart. If that's you, would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? Is there anybody like that? Say, preacher, would you pray for me? Let me ask you this then. How many of you say, preacher, the Lord has spoken in my heart. Maybe it is that. Reminder that God can bring joy to your life. Maybe you've neglected that personal time with Him, and I don't know how it may be that God has spoken to your heart. Maybe it's a reminder to just keep going on because one day we're going to see His face. But you'd say, Hey, preacher, the Lord has spoken to my heart this evening. Would you raise your hand as a testimony? And would you stand with me as that pianist begins to play as God has spoken to your heart and the invitation is given? And maybe it's a thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life. But However it is, God has spoken your heart. Do business with him this evening.